everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Have you ever heard people make statements like, I've lost my faith. Life hit me so hard, I just can't believe anymore. I've got unanswered prayers. Maybe you've even felt the same way. Paul in the book of 1 Timothy mentioned some people that had made shipwreck of their faith. And the book of Jude tells us to contend for the faith that was once delivered to us. All these things suggest that there is something we must do to maintain and to keep our faith. Last week we talked about keeping the faith. And we also talked about persistence being key to obtaining some of the promises of God. There are secrets to success which can be found in our daily routine. Uh, What you do on a daily basis will determine what you have in this life. It will help you to maintain faith, as we talked about last week when we said keep the faith. So what you do daily is something that's really critical. It is. And Galatians 6, 8 tells us that for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So, so what you're saying is it's possible for us to actually be Christians and still sow to the flesh and also sow to the Spirit. So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a choice in, in everything that we do, even as Christians. God does not make us or force us to to choose to do the right thing, to choose to sow to our spirit, to follow the spirit. When, when it says sow to the flesh, uh, is it possible to sow to the flesh without necessarily sinning? I believe it is. So if we're carnal in nature, which I I guess our true nature is carnal, and it's only when we've been uh, renewed in life and and when we've been saved and and that we change, that we actually change the nature of who we are, and we actually learn to sow to the Spirit. Correct. You know, the book of Galatians actually is one of my favorite books because it starts telling us about the fruit of the Spirit. And what will happen as we sow to the Spirit that we will have, there's results that take place, and that is the fruit of the Spirit. Contrary to that, it tells us what happens as we sow to the flesh. There are also some results. There's some fruit that come from that as well. It's negative fruit that are results from that sowing as well. At some point in time, I do want us to get into a series on the fruit of the Spirit, which the Bible talks about, because we hear people talk about in the charismatic world a lot of the gifts of the Spirit. But I think just as important, if not more important, are the fruit of the Spirit that we need in our lives so that we can live a successful life to maintain what we need to as Christians, to show love in every situation, 
and have peace and joy and long-suffering and all the things that are mentioned in the list on the fruit of the Spirit. So I want us to visit that at some point in time in the future. Well, one of the things that I think happens when we sow to the Spirit is we have confidence to be able to stand in any storm or stand our ground and to actually resist the enemy uh, no matter what comes our way. And I think it's very important to us that we actually follow that. So um, Proverbs eight thirty four and 35 says this, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates. I, I like the word daily, and I think that it's critical that we stand watch over the gates and learn from. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. So daily habits actually produce results. Absolutely. Um, If you want to put it into being defeated or discouraged, which, you know, we all find ourselves from time to time, or most of us do, I won't speak for everyone, I do. From time to time, I get discouraged. I feel defeated. Um, Or, you know, we feel like we're going around the same mountain over and over again. Yeah, we've talked about that a bunch. Yes, we have recently. Um, And it's time to take our faith to a higher level. I think what you're, what we're driving at is that the sum total of our habits uh, will actually elevate us to the place that we need to uh, move. In fact, the Lord gave me a phrase a few years back, and when I, or I felt impressed that He said that you are the sum total of your habits, and it'll keep us strong. It'll protect us from our enemy, and catapult us into victory. And so, so we want to talk about those things over the next few podcasts. And we're going to be talking about some habits uh, that will make you strong as a believer and that will help you continue on a path of victory in your walk with Christ. I'm not sure how many habits that we actually have identified. I, I know that there's uh, seven or, 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 or maybe even more that we have identified that we want to share with people And we're going to be talking about those over the next uh, several broadcasts. If we wanted to start with one, and we called it a habit, if we will, or what was the word that you used? Practices. um, If you look up the word habit, actually, um, as a writer, I often go to the thesaurus because I like to do a word search to see um, other words that complement or mean the same thing as the word I'm looking at. So another word for habit is a practice. Sometimes when you say the word habit, some people get a negative image or connotation in mind. They think habit is just a bad thing, but habit's not. Um, habit is can be a good thing. Whatever you do on a consistent basis becomes a habit. I think science tells us that whatever you do for 28 days, or some people say 21 days, there's a different statistic there, uh, in a row becomes a habit. So whether that's a good habit or a negative habit really depends on what you're doing. So whatever practice or habit that you do, we're going to start with one of the first ones that we feel like is important to begin for establishing or keeping your faith, since we're talking about that. So to be a strong believer, a victorious believer, obviously you need to be able to keep your faith. Your faith doesn't need to be shipwrecked. You need to be able to maintain your faith. You don't need to lose your faith. As you opened up the podcast saying, we've heard that so often, and I've heard it so many times, I've lost my faith. So if I were to ask you uh, what would be one of the things, one of the practices I needed to get into in order to maintain myself as a strong Christian, in fact, and grow in the Lord, 
What would your opening suggestion be? Well, my opening suggestion would be feed your spirit. What do you mean by that? Well, if we go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, um, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so we're, what the Word of God is talking about here is the Word of God. Um, and we cannot just live by food for our body. And this is going to take us right back to Galatians, where it says that if we, you know, sow only to the body, or, you know, we're going to reap to the body corruption, we have to sow to the spirit. The spirit man has to be fed. So we don't only feed our, our physical man, we have to feed our spiritual man. And we do that through the Word of God. For listeners who, who might be, this might be a foreign concept to them, um, can you explain a little bit about the triune being of a man and, and the composure of how we're actually made up? Well, we're a, a triune being is a body, a soul, and a spirit. And a, the body portion of man is fairly simple to understand. That is the house in which we live in, the house that your spirit is encased in. Your spirit is really the real you, which is is not going to die. It's that's who you are. And then your soul is your mind, will, and your emotions. And so the three parts of you, those two unseen parts, the mind, will, and emotions, and the spirit are the unseen parts, which are housed inside this house, this clay body that God created for you that will vanish. That body will be recreated at one point. So what you're saying is that your spirit actually needs sustenance as well. Uh, What about the mind? Does it need uh, sustenance, and how do we... Uh, maybe conform it or transform it uh, from what is our our normal everyday thinking into thinking more like the Lord. Absolutely. Um, the Word of God tells us that we are um, renewed, our mind is renewed through the washing of the water of the Word, and that we are transformed through the Word of God, that our mind has to be renewed. And we think that We see this so often as ministers, you know, we see a person come down and they truly do get born again. They, they say a prayer and, you know, they come to the altar or whatever, they have a a conversion and they give their heart to the Lord and they're sincere, but when they walk away or they get up, they still have some habits or some attitudes and some behaviors. And that takes some time to overcome because they're, they still have the same thinking that they knelt down with or they had when they were, you know, when they said the prayer. So there's some lag time of being renewed, retraining their thoughts, getting rid of the negativity that they have to feed their mind and replace all that negative thinking and old patterns of thinking with new thinking and new word. And that's, you know, replacing the carnal mind where that which would they have been thinking with feeding it with negative food, if you will, and replacing that with spiritual food, which is the word of God, the bread of life. You know, Jesus said that heaven and earth would pass away, but his words would never fail. And so finding sustenance in the word of God, I think, is incredibly important. And so what you're saying is our spirit man needs food, too, to in order to be a strong Christian. Absolutely. You know, a strong, you know, a strong Christian knows 
um, the real, reality of the works of the enemy, the works of the devil. Um, and we know that to resist him, to overcome him, and we understand the importance of developing a strong power to be able to do so. And to do that, we have to be spiritually strong. And to be spiritually strong, we have to feed our spiritual man. We could not get in the ring with somebody that outweighs us, who's out-trained us physically, who has trained their body and fed their body good food, and get in the ring with them to box or wrestle or compete or in any type of athletic event when we're not trained and we're not their equal in training at all, we would think that's ridiculous. And yet we do that spiritually up against the enemy. Now we know we still have the upper hand just through the blood of Jesus. But even so, we, you know, we don't need to go up against him spiritually weak. We know that we need to, to feed ourselves spiritually. Well, I think that, that we need to employ faith in order to actually appropriate the blood of Jesus in our lives because the blood of Jesus is, you know, the most powerful force on the earth and it covers sins, takes away sins, forgives sins. However, if somebody doesn't know the Lord and they have no faith in Him, then I'm not sure that that does them very much good. What do you think about that? If they don't know to use the blood of Jesus, as you said, if they're not appropriating it, it's it's a it's a a power that's there that's an untapped power. I yes. think is a, a good way to uh, state that. One of the things that that, that I wanted us to look at is, uh, you know, you talked about feeding your spirit, but but what does that look like? And so I'm glad you went into the session a minute ago where you were talking about wrestling and fighting and potentially boxing, something like that, because there's a scripture in Romans 1.20. It says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal Godhead, so that we are without excuse. So what I think this is talking about is actually looking into the natural in order to understand the spiritual. And so when when, when you start talking about uh, the the wrestling and and the match and getting into the ring and that that arena, uh, we kind of start to see the importance of training, if you will, and the importance of a good diet. Our son, and we want to talk about him in just a minute, and actually we want to bring him on to our show at some point in time because we really want you to see what powerful things God has done in his life. He talks about clean eating to me all the time. And and so I, I, I guess we can give just a little bit of background uh, to, to let those know who don't know. Our son was a 16-year drug addict, and he really uh, went through a really hard time. We thought we were going to lose him. But God spared him. He went through a program, and when he came out, he was eating, but he was eating all the wrong foods. And it's, it, it's amazing because when he went in, he was emaciated from the drugs and it just had taken a toll on his body. And he lost way down to, I think, uh, about 140 to 145 pounds. When he came out of that program, he was probably closer to 220, 230. And it was, uh, he, he was eating, but he was eating all the wrong stuff. And I think it's critical for us to know that we're constantly feeding our spirit. But what are we feeding our spirit? Yeah, it's just like you just talked about how the natural is how we learn about the spiritual. 
And what we feed our spiritual man is so very important. Um, And Brandon taught us that lesson with what he fed his physical man um, and then how he got so healthy in the physical realm and was able to run the 50-mile race that he recently ran and how he trained for that. But even now that he has both of us running, um, what we feed our physical bodies makes a difference. Even now that, that I'm running, I noticed when we got back from our cruise, I didn't eat as clean as I'm accustomed to eating, and I could feel it the next time I ran. I was more sluggish. And that equates to what we're putting in our spirit man. And this is not being legalistic at all, but what we watch and what we listen to makes a difference. What we're cramming into our spirit, we think it doesn't matter, but it really does. So, you know, clean eating makes a difference in our spirit, not just our physical man. So, you know, taking in the Word of God, that's pure eating. That's clean eating. Cramming in a bunch of stuff that while it may not be, may not kill us, in other words, it may not take us to hell because there's grace for that. The blood of Jesus covers that. It's going to make us sluggish. It's going to slow us down. It's going to affect our faith. It's going to, uh, you know, it may tear, tear at our faith. It may harm our faith. It may cause us to to shipwreck our faith, if that makes any sense at all. I'm I'm thinking that it probably does to somebody. Well, one of the things that that, uh, Scripture that comes to mind is uh, found in Proverbs chapter 4, I think it's verse 23 or 24, where it said to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. And so what happens is, is you have to guard what you're putting in. And like Lisa said, there are movies or, or there are shows that are out there or there are, you know, just just uh, confrontations or talks or whatever where people may say something that's it's probably not going to send you to hell. I don't think that. But, but what it will do is affect your spirit and pull you down. And so when you're in this endurance race, which, which the race that we're talking about, Brandon ran, uh, was in, in, in South Dakota, and it was 50 miles, and which just blows my mind completely. Uh, and the, the time it took to do that and the training that went, it wasn't just the 50 miles, it's all the training that went into it and all the endurance that went along with it. Eating was such an important part of the training, but all the hardship that came along. Folks, we're not in a short sprint. We're not in it to, to, to just... Uh, run 50 yards and we're done this that we're in called life is a marathon and it's an ultra it's not a low it's not just a regular marathon but it is for the rest of your life and so what you eat what you take in uh, is really critical in the day and era that we live we need to be conscious of that and how do we do that by reading God's word not once in a while but every day strong Christians uh, know real simply that, that that one snack a week won't won't cut it. In, in reality, some people won't even go to church once a week, and so they go once a month or whatever, and they think that they're going to be all right. And I pray for their souls, but they're not going to live a successful life. And when the battle gets hard, and it will. I don't think one snack a week is enough to sustain us. I think we need a daily dose of God's Word. It's not enough to sustain us. And most of the powerful men and women of God, I'm sorry, I was looking for the right word, because we were just with a general of the faith 
this last weekend we were with David Hogan, and he's raised 37 people from the dead himself and many, many more than that his team has. And, you know, we've we've been with some, some pretty amazing people. And most of those people that we've been with and most of the powerful men and women of God that we know have one thing that's very consistent, and that is a, a strong prayer life. And they spend a lot of time in the Word of God. And one of your favorite scriptures, I know, that you quote often to our congregation is, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And even on my runs in the morning, I like to put on the Word of God and listen to that over and over and over again as I run to get the Word of God down on the inside of me so that I know it because it's powerful. The Bible says that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It, It is powerful, and there's a lack of knowledge of the Word of God. And just a little snack, what what my concern is, and this is the reason I think we see so many people's faith being shipwrecked and people losing their faith and their faith getting weak. And I'm not saying that my faith has never gotten weak and I haven't had to prop it back up. And, and you know, one of the things that has helped is putting on the Word of God and listening to it or listening to some, some um, preachers, strong faith preachers, is um, just, just depending on a sermon a week. And that's all they get. They only open their Bible when they come to church. And we need what you just said, a daily dose of the Word of God. I know that when I go out and, and uh, as she mentioned, we run every morning or every other morning at a minimum. And, uh, you know, I'm gone usually for an hour or so. And the entire time, not only am I praying and listening and just it's just communing with God that is so important. In that time, and I know that you mentioned David Hogan, but we were also just with uh, a, a good friend of ours, Floyd Lahan, who's a very, very powerful man of God. And these things are consistent in his lifetime. And Floyd's so, so wonderfully anointed. He, he mentioned, he said, you know, I've been places with God as a result of my prayer, my fasting, and my being in the Word. Uh, he said, I, I, I'm so jealous of it and so cautious about describing it uh, to people uh, lest they take it the wrong way. And so I think from these, these two men alone, uh, very, very powerful men of God, these are great examples that, and great influences in our lives. And I think that it's something that we can learn from because if you just had a small stack, you're just not ready to fight. And I promise the enemy is on his way. You may be fine today. I tell people this all the time. You, 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 everything might be well in your life and, and that, but you better be praying today because next Tuesday is coming and you don't know what it holds. And so we, while we believe in a positive confession, we believe that uh, we should speak positive and that we dictate and call into our lives our future we also know the reality of the enemy is constantly looking for an opportunity to fight against you. And Jesus even told us, he said, trials will come. And as a matter of fact, John sixteen thirty three, he said, these things have I spoken unto you that, that in me you may have peace. In the world you, have tri- you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And that gives us confidence But if we do not have the daily serving 
of the hot meal of God's presence and his word in our lives, um, I think that we're going to be in trouble before it's over with. So, um, Well, let's talk about that just for a second. If you're not aware that this scripture in John chapter 1633 is there where Jesus is telling us that trials are going to come, then when they come, then you think something that you've done something wrong or something weird is happening. You're not prepared and understanding, oh, this is part of Christianity. There will be trials, but it's okay because he's promised me victory and he's promised me peace. I'm going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah, I like the scripture where he said, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. So it's something weird, something extraordinary, something extreme has come upon you. But these things are common, and they happen to everybody, guys. And so when it happens, we don't need to be shocked. We don't need to be caught off guard. Uh, the Bible tells us to be sober, to be vigilant, because the enemy, 1 Peter 5, 8, is walking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So you have to have strength for the battle. You have to have strength to stand in the hour of temptation. We have to continue to be ready to fight. And, and these are things that come when you commune with God. And it comes through keeping your faith and keeping your spirit fed. So we need daily meals in, in the natural. Uh, and, and that's not precluding us from fasting because obviously there comes a time when we need to, to fast. But we need to understand the importance of spending time in the Word on a daily basis. And so what you have to do to make that work is you have to arrange your schedule around the Word instead of trying to make the Word fit into your busy life because many times we're not able to get it in. And, and it's kind of one of those things like tithing, wouldn't you say? Yes. Uh, if, you, if you wait till the end of your bills to try and pay your tithes and, and give in offerings, you're not going to give very much. <laughs> so that means that the Word of God has to become a priority in our, in our lives. And it, it's, it's just something you're going to have to do intentionally. It cannot be something you do in your spare time. So remember that the first practice or habit in keeping your faith is feeding your spirit. Matthew 4, 4, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You cannot just live on food for your body. Your spirit needs food too. Amen. And on that note, we said we were going to try to leave you every week with a prophetic word. And so I was praying just a moment ago about what the prophetic word God wanted me to leave you with or leave somebody with today. And I felt like I was supposed to leave the prophetic word with all of you. So it's supposed to be an encouraging word today. So I want you just to encourage yourself in the Lord with me today. And I want you just to repeat after me. And I want you to say this today. Say, I am loved. I am loved. I am the chosen child of God. I am the chosen child of God. He is my father. He is my father. He is for me. He is for and me. And not against me. And not against me. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am a victor. 
I am a victor. I have been made victorious through the blood of Jesus. I have been made victorious through the he blood is for of me Jesus. And not against me. He is for me and he not against me. He loves me with an everlasting love. He loves me with an everlasting love. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. Someone needs to say right now, he is not angry with me. He is not angry with me. He has forgiven me. He has forgiven me. I am beloved. I am accepted. I am beloved. I am accepted. I am cherished. I am cherished. I am his. I am his. I want you to be encouraged today. And every time the enemy speaks to you, encourage yourself. Know that he loves you, that he is for you and not against you. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at KenAndLisaHenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.
Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at KenAndLisaHenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.